Welcome to Talking Facts, and thank you for tuning in to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts, a podcast collaboration between the University of Kentucky Markey Cancer Center and the UK College of Agriculture, Food and Environment's Cooperative Extension Service. We will share with you the latest developments in cancer prevention, diagnosis, treatment, and research from the experts at Markey Cancer Center, Kentucky's only National Cancer Institute designated cancer center. Talking Facts is hosted by the UK Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director of Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to have joining me Jordan Miller, a thoracic surgeon and assistant professor of surgery with the UK College of Medicine. Welcome, Dr. Miller. Thank you for having me. Today's topic is focused around lung cancer awareness, and November is Lung Cancer Awareness Month, and I appreciate you coming in today and joining us to talk about essentially lung cancer prevalence in Kentucky, how individuals can become more aware about lung cancer prevention and screening techniques, as well as we're going to dispel some myths about lung cancer. So let's get started and just talk about the prevalence or how common lung cancer is in the state of Kentucky. So here in Kentucky, we actually have the highest prevalence and mortality associated with lung cancer. It's about 93 people per 100,000. And the incidence of death from lung cancer also is the highest in the country at about 60 per 100,000. So are there certain causes that make Kentucky have these higher rates of lung cancer than other parts of the country? Sure. Well, there's certainly some environmental exposures. One of the biggest risk factors for lung cancer is smoking, and and we in Kentucky still have a very high uh, smoking rate. I've often heard, and this may be one of those myths that we're going to talk about in a minute, that maybe just radon, does that also lead to lung cancer rates? So it can. Uh, Radon is certainly one of the risk factors, but when you combine it with tobacco and smoking, certainly multiplies that risk even higher. So maybe just the fact that Kentuckians in general might use tobacco more often and that also part of our state has higher levels of radon exposure. It's just kind of like this perfect storm to make individuals more susceptible yeah, to lung cancer. Raises, raises the risk across the board. Well, let's talk a little bit about prevention of lung cancer. So we, we know that the rates are very high. What can an individual do to help lower their risk of lung cancer? So really the best thing that we have that came out about five to six years ago was a study that showed that we are able to screen for lung cancer and improve our survival and our outcomes. So it was the National Lung Cancer Screening Trial. And what it showed us is for people that are older than 55 years of age and have smoked for 30 pack years, a pack year is basically how many packs a day you smoke for how long you've been smoking. So if you've been smoking one pack a day for 30 years or you've quit less than 15 years ago by undergoing a yearly low-dose CAT scan, we're able to identify people that are at higher risk and identify lung cancers early. So individuals that should be screened, is it just really those folks that have maybe smoked heavily throughout their life or are there other individuals that should also consider being screened? So if you've smoked the 30-pack years and you're older than 55 is really the big criteria. Certainly other risk factors play into it, but those are the big things that we see for the lung cancer screening. If someone meets that criteria, is that just something that they would talk to their general practitioner doctor about and say they would like to be screened? 
Yeah, it's certainly something to bring up with your family practice doctor or your internist, uh, the same way that you should be screened with colonoscopies and, and other screening tests. It's something that can be ordered by your uh, primary care doctor. And you mentioned that it's just a basic CAT scan, which is quick and non-invasive and really not a big deal? Correct. Non-invasive and actually a lower dose of radiation than what a standard CAT scan is. Okay. So when we were chatting just a little bit before we started recording, you mentioned some of the myths of lung cancer. Could you share some of those myths and how we might be able to dispel them today? So I I think a lot of the myths around lung cancer are that most people historically had been diagnosed when they became symptomatic. If you wait till you have a cough or you're coughing up blood or have other problems, a lot of times it's too late for us to do anything about. But if you are a current smoker or have recently quit smoking and you're asymptomatic and we're able to find this early, we are able to cure it. Um, And a lot of times that cure is either with very focused surgery through a minimally invasive approach where we try to leave as much lung as possible or even sometimes very low dose radiation if somebody's too high risk to undergo surgery. So when we were talking about prevention and about screening, I would also assume one of the ways, again, this is just my assumption and kind of what's rolling through my head, but one of the ways to help prevent lung cancer is to is to stop smoking, to, so to stop the behavior. Are there certain programs for smoking cessation that might be available to individuals or certain ways that we can advise folks to lower their consumption of, of nicotine? Sure. So again, even people that have successfully quit smoking up to 15 years were able to still use the screening protocol for. But anybody that's a current smoker, we certainly encourage to quit smoking. Here at the University of Kentucky, we do have a tobacco cessation program that goes with everything from pharmaceutical intervention to behavior modification and across uh, as well as support. If individuals want to learn more about lung cancer or more about prevention or screening, does does UK have information online that they could reach out to, or how can someone learn more? So we currently don't have anything readily available online, but to reach out to our office, or we do have a lung cancer screening program at the University of Kentucky, or certainly through their primary care physician. This is something that most primary care doctors know about and should be advising patients on. Just, again, thinking about the prevalence within the state of Kentucky, are there certain pockets of the state that you see higher rates of lung cancer than other pockets of the state? The eastern Kentucky populations are certainly high, but also is kind of where we still see a lot of current smokers. And certainly, as we were discussing before, a lot of the environmental exposures there, people that were coal miners or have radon exposure in that kind of Appalachian area. Right. And so are should those individuals be more mindful of screening or having co- more conversations with their physicians? Absolutely. Thinking about prevention, and I ask this because I have a teenager, and so our listeners that listen to the podcast often, they know that I ask questions that are very, very relevant to my life. But one of the conversations we have at home is about the dangers of smoking and not starting to smoke. And I'm really kind of shocked in talking with my teen about the prevalence of smoking and how many young people choose to smoke. In terms of having those conversations with kids or parents or about not starting to smoke, Is there anything along those lines that we could provide tidbits for? 
It's a tough one. You know, I don't think it's necessarily something like the tobacco cessation commercials where it needs to necessarily be in a shock and all, but certainly the stark facts about lung cancer is we do find it. We do find it a lot of times more advanced than what we would like, and that's why our mortality rate's so high. So the biggest risk factor is to never start smoking. Is there anything about if you start smoking young, the more likely you are to develop lung cancer later in life? So if you're if you start smoking young and you're able to quit by 30, we don't see quite the jump, but certainly anybody that has smoked, their risk factors go up higher than that of the general population. Okay. I ask that question particularly because I, I give my husband and my mother-in-law a hard time that they grew up in a very tobacco-prominent area of the state, and they they actually let him start smoking when he was 14. And now he quit when he was in college, so it was a short period sure. of time. But I often just think in the back of my head, smoking when your lungs are still developing, um, just what the long-term effects of that could be. So that was just a total personal question that sometimes when I have experts here, I try to pick our brains. Additional information that you would like to share with our listeners? With November being Lung Cancer Awareness Month, I think it's important for people to know about screening, early diagnosis, and treatment. And if we truly are able to catch it early, uh, we see a huge survival benefit in upwards of 90 to 95% of people with stage 1 lung cancer we are able to cure. And a lot of times that's like we talked about earlier with a surgical resection or even just radiation if if somebody's too high risk to undergo surgery. I think that's one of the most amazing statistics that, that you shared with me today as we were chatting is that the success rate of, with the early screenings in terms of cure rates sure. versus, as you said earlier, the myth that, that we might hear about, I guess, the, the death rates associated with lung cancer. Dr. Miller, thank you so much for being with us today and for providing more information and education and awareness about lung cancer. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts. Our goal is to connect you with the latest advances in cancer research in the Commonwealth. If you enjoyed today's podcast and have a suggestion for a future show topic, please message us on the UK Markey Cancer Center Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash UK Markey or visit our website at markey.uky.edu for more information. You can find University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension programs at your local Extension office or online at fcs.uky.edu. Building strong families, building Kentucky. It starts with us.